Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Quest for New Inspiration. My name is KT Mashler, and as always, I am sharing with you an inspirational story. If you love this podcast, make sure you leave a review or share it with a friend. It truly does make a difference for my small little podcast. This week, I am excited to share with you my episode with Adam Smith. He is a life coach and a part of one of three of a magical team of Adams with three different skill sets and one common goal. He joins me to discuss creating your own destiny, as well as the important steps in processing positive and negative emotions. I hope he inspires you as much as he inspired me. I'm Adam Smith. I'm a mindset and life coach based in the UK in Leeds, which is in the north of England. So uh, I'm from a business called A Game Consultancy with two other Adams. So uh, this is actually happening. It's not a wind up. There's um, three of us all called Adam with three different skill sets. So I've known them both for a number of years, but they'd never actually met before. And they were both clients of mine when I first started my coaching business last year. And uh, they were both high performers in their individual aspects, but just needed a little bit of extra help. So um, we formed a game in January because I don't have any favorite clients, but I have some favorite clients. So um, <laughs> they um, they were just amazing. You know, they were such great people and I couldn't wait to do their sessions. And I thought there's, you know, nothing really like what we offer in a sense that we do the mindset, we do the physical health and we do the internal health. And I thought, you know, the fact we're all called Adam is just a great bonus. So it's, uh, I rang them both up and I said, I've got this idea, you know, I don't know on the name yet. It's something around bringing your A game, that kind of thing. And they both went, yeah, we're in. I was like, oh, that was easy. So was here we go. Easy. And then, yeah, and then we launched in January this year and it's just been the most amazing, difficult, challenging, rewarding, hilarious 12 months of my life. So here we are. You know, our mission is to really help as many people as we possibly can. We don't want to put a number on it because we don't want to limit our potential. And we also don't want to be disappointed if we don't reach those figures. So it's just as helping as many people as we can avoid the pain that we've suffered in the past, of which is extensive and, you know, um, really quite complicated. And we know that had we had what we offer, it would have rectified those issues a lot quicker. So if we can help other people avoid that pain, then fantastic. That's the job done for us. Do you want to go into a little bit of an example of what kind of led you to coaching in general? Sure. Yeah. I was in hospitality for about 14 years. So um, I got into that industry completely by accident after leaving working for my dad when I was 18. I actually needed a job. So I got into hospitality completely by accident. I worked my way up through senior management and absolutely loved it. But the last sort of 18 months, I didn't love it. And it was consuming me. I was working longer hours, later hours. I'm 33 now and I was getting in from work at six or seven o'clock in the morning and drinking way too much alcohol, you know, in excess of a bottle and a half of spirits and god knows how many beers while working you know it was really toxic and very dangerous towards my health and a few years ago it actually drove me towards a suicide attempt and you know it was really quite 
um, concerning for everyone in my family, obviously. And had it not been from an opportunistic phone call from my mum at the time, I might not be here today. So, um, yeah, I, I want to make sure that, you know, I help people where I can because I've always had an obsession with people in the nicest possible way <laughs> um, from a from a very young age, you know. I've I've got dyspraxia, you see, which is an attention deficit disorder, essentially, and it's fine motor skills. So at school, academically, I always struggled because I couldn't keep my attention for longer than five seconds without going, oh, the squirrel, right? <laughs> and getting, getting distracted by nothing. So um, I didn't know what it was and it wasn't diagnosed. I was about 15 and it all started to make sense to me. But I always used to look at patterns of behavior. I'd look at how the teacher would yell at a student. I'd look at the student's response to the teacher. Then I'd look at the teacher's response to the student and would just get fascinated by the pattern of movement and behavior and language that they use towards each other. So I've studied self-development incessantly for about 14 years, and I always knew that it's what I wanted to do, but I was never brave enough to make that jump, really. And then when lockdown happened, I thought, this is it. This is the perfect time to finally do everything that I wanted to do. So I went through a Tony Robbins program, which is called KBB, which is known as a Knowledge Broker Blueprint. And um, you can use your knowledge essentially to put it towards anything. So um, I decided to put mine towards life coaching. And some people think that life coaches tell you how to live your life, which is the complete opposite of what I do. I listen to people, what it is they want to achieve, and I help guide them on that journey and perhaps throw in the odd suggestion here or there about what's worked for me and what I think would be beneficial for them. But I help people with everything from unlocking childhood trauma by asking very direct and very um, you know, in-depth questions so you get to the problem very quickly. Uh, morning routine, habit creation, limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, you name it. I help people with a lot of different things and I absolutely love what I do because it, it helps people change their lives and that's what it's all about for me. I love that. So you mentioned your the phone call from your mom. Do you have any like other, I guess, <clears throat> not just inspirational people, but I guess steps that you kind of took to move from one mindset to another to where you are now? Yeah, there's, you know, it's just fully immerse yourself in something. With the Tony Robbins program, it can take upwards of 12 months to do it. And I did it in three because I had the whole lockdown and I had six yeah. weeks of <laughs> scratching my ass watching tv and i got bored so <laughs> i was like i may as well do something with this time right so you know i used to do personal training i thought maybe i'll do that again maybe i want to do you know soccer coaching maybe i want to do you know i don't know i didn't know what it was but i always knew i had a passion for people and i just fully immersed myself in all of that and you know there's the stereotypical ones that people go to are tony robbins les brown um, people like that, but you find inspiration in quite strange places. And, you know, people like Dwayne Johnson, yeah, visually very inspirational. When you listen to him talk, it's incredible. Kevin Hart, who thought that a comedian would be so, uh, so driven and so focused, but he's remarkable when you listen to him. Um, you know, Eric Thomas, Zig Ziglar, um, there's, just, I could go on all day, but essentially it's starting with, one person i would always recommend to anyone listening start with one person and just consume their content for a month because there's a lot of contrasting information out there if you listen to steve harvey give a speech you'll say you have to sleep four hours to be successful but then you listen to a ted talk about how important eight hours sleep is by a sleep expert and you go 
which one is it? And you can get a little bit torn between those opinions, you know? Like the sales technique of Grant Cardone is vastly different to that of Jordan Belfort, who was featured on The Wolf of Wall Street. They've got very contrasting ways of selling. So again, if you're looking to get into the coaching remit and you can't sell and you type in sales techniques, you just fall down a rabbit hole and you get a little bit stuck. So I would suggest the best speaker for me, for someone wanting to get into the self-development remit would be Jim Rohn. So um, Jim Rohn is actually Tony Robbins' mentor. So it's spelled um, R-O-H-N for his last name, but he's he's passed away now, but he's an incredible man because his method is just so simple. Everything he talks about is just so relatable and so simple. There's no sciencey stuff. There's no jumping up and down and creating a load of hoo-ha. It's just... These are just facts of what works for successful people. And I just consumed all his content. And then I go on to Tony Robbins' content. And then I might look at Les Brown's content. And then you can get a bit of a feel for all of it. But yeah, I think that the misconception in self-development is you have to wake up at five. It has to be the 5 a.m. club or you're not productive. It's just simply not true because it makes people feel really guilty about getting up at six, right? And you might have three young kids and you might live an hour away from work. And you've been told all this information that if you don't do these things, then you're not successful, which simply isn't true. So I would get started with one speaker, um, a really good book to read uh, for habits, for example, is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. That's a really good understanding of, um, of what your current behaviors are. And another one is The Millionaire Success Habits by Dean Graciosi. That's another fantastic book because it really tracks what you're doing day to day, what it is you want to do and how you're going to do that and break it down into achievable goals. So yeah, the, the best advice I can give anyone is keep it really simple and just build and be patient because it's going to take time. I love that. All right. So as like, you know, a self-development coach, you always kind of have to be a little bit more on the positive side. So how do you kind of, I guess, always keep in that mindset? Where do you kind of go when you are feeling a little bit off, like on one day or another? Sure. So you have to almost create your own destiny. And this isn't jumping around the garden saying there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds. You know, <laughs> those those weeds are going to take your garden if you don't get hold of them, right? So um, I, I have like a four-step method for dealing with any problem, which is the best advice I've ever received. Deal with the reality of the situation, not from an emotional standpoint, but the actual reality of the situation. So if, for example, you're overweight, which I was about 18 months ago, I weighed 130 kilos, you know, which is, I don't even know how many pounds that is, but um, it's a lot. So um, it was like 20 stone, you know, and I'm now 103 kilos. So probably about, you know, I was maybe 260, maybe plus pounds. I'm six foot five, so I'm a big guy, but I was a big guy, right? So the, the reality of the situation was that I was overweight. That's number one. Now, number two, don't look at the situation for worse than it is because a lot of people do this. We all love doing this as humans. We all love being the victim because then it relieves that um, accountability and pressure from us because we can just put it onto other things at any time we want. So don't look at it for worse than it is because worse than it is, is I'm a fat loser 
I've got no friends. No one's ever going to love me anyway. I deserve all this misery, right? That's what worse than it is looks like. Yeah. Now, for what it is, isn't great. So you do, you know, that's number three. Just look at it for what it is. And what it is isn't incredible, but it's better than looking at it for worse than it is. So <clears throat> if you keep getting stuck in what it is, though, you're also not going to move anywhere. So eventually, you have to look at it for better than it is. This is a method that Tony Robbins teaches. Not in that exact format, but don't look at it for worse. Look at it for what it is. Look at it for better than it is, because it works. So looking at it for better than it is might not be possible to you right now because you're potentially overweight and you're struggling and you're not fit and you're not this and you're not that. But just get a little bit of imagination going because we all think like adults. We need to start thinking like children, act like adults, but think like children because to a child, anything is possible, right? There's no limits and they are creative. They are damn creative when they want to be. I want an ice cream cone. You're not having an ice cream cone. I want an ice cream cone. You're not having an ice I'll do all my chores. I'll do this. And then 20 minutes later, they've got the ice cream cone, right? Because you're just like, shut up. <laughs> I just don't want to do it. Whatever. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So because they're so persistent and they keep changing the approach. What we tend to do as people, as adults, is we're so pessimistic that we go, I've tried everything. And you're like, okay, well, not everything. Well, no, I've tried thousands of things. Oh, really? Name them. And it's like, okay, not thousands of things, uh, hundreds of things. Okay, name them. And you're like, well, I, I, not hundreds of things. Well, you keep saying hundreds of things. So which one is it? Well, all right, I've tried the same three things over and over and I've not seen a different result, right? Oh. Which we all know is a definition of insanity. So you have to start giving yourself that compelling future because otherwise you're always just going to be stuck in what it is. And if you are miserable, that's really, really negative, And you're just going to keep digging into that. So I just look at everything objectively and I allow myself a bad moment, but it's not a bad day. Like what is a bad day really? I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to say that there's not bad things that can happen in the world. Of course there are, but my bad day is completely subjective to that bad day of what's happening in Syria or what's happening in the slums of Kenya or what's happening in whatever. So it doesn't mean that my situation isn't bad and that it's not going to affect me, but it's not about it being my fault, but it's definitely my responsibility. So if something external happens to you, it can be that and you go, this has happened to me or this has happened for me. What is this going to teach me? What lessons have I learned from this? So if, for example, somebody dropped a baby on your front porch it's not your fault that it's there, but now it's your responsibility, whether you like that or not. And you've got a few decisions to make. Do I A, take it in? Do I B, take it to hospital? Do I C, throw it in the lake, right? <laughs> and we hope it's not C. But um, <laughs> the point is, you're going to get criticized no matter what you do, but you've still got to make that decision because it's your responsibility. So regardless of what happens externally to me, I always know that it's my responsibility now to handle it. It's my responsibility on how I respond or whether I react. And I always focus on the response because I emotionally remove myself from it, ask myself a series of questions. Is this really worth being annoyed about? Am I going to be annoyed about it in a few hours? Or can I just get over it now? And then you process it. And sometimes I do talk out loud to myself when I'm by myself, which might sound crazy, 
but it works <laughs> because what's the alternative? The alternative is me ringing five of my friends and bothering them with my ridiculous problem when they've already got their own problems and burdening them with it. And then you suffer five more times when you talk about it. And no one's going to give me the answer better than the answer I already know. So I may as well ask myself what the quest, what the problem is. So if I receive a negative comment on social media, big deep breath, right, Adam, why has that annoyed you? Well, I used to go to school with them and there's no need to criticize me unnecessarily. Well, why do you think they're criticizing you, Adam? Well, because they're probably miserable in their own lives. Okay, so are we going to get over it? Are we going to worry about it all day? Let's get over it right now. Okay, right, let's move on. And then it's buried. And that might sound really wishy-washy to some people. But honestly, just try it because no one's going to be more reasonable about it than you are to you when you need to sort it out. So we're all capable of feeling negative or being down. But we often do our emotions. We don't feel our emotions. People say, I I feel so angry. It's like, no, you're doing angry because you're tensing your fists, you're raising your voice, you're clenching your back, and you're getting really agitated. It's like, you know, it's very hard to be happy when you're crying and vice versa, right? (laughs) Because you're doing the emotion. So we don't want to get into this you know, false positivity, because that's the only thing more toxic than negativity. But just process your emotion. Don't judge yourself for being in a negative state. But then you need to get out of it because sitting in it's going to do absolutely nothing for you. I love that mindset. I should have done that yesterday. I had an issue and I was, my boyfriend was just like, okay, you need to like calm down. And I was like, but, and he's like, okay. I'm fine. It's not a big deal. <laughs> right. I love that. Do you have any um, last piece of advice you'd like to share with us? No, I think um, if you're looking to start on a self-development journey, just, you know, like I said, just pick one thing to follow, be patient and just understand that the compound effect really does work. If you're looking to, you know, for example, get fitter, don't think marathon. If you want to be an actor, the dream is an Oscar. But don't keep thinking, where's my Oscar, when you just want to be an actor, because then you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life. You have to start actioning some points. Yeah, it's like we get this <laughs> sense of entitlement just because we want it. That's not enough. Dreams without actions are a pathway towards delusion. So if, you're just, if you just keep dreaming it, it's not going to happen. But what can you do that you're in control of? I'm in control, let's say the acting analogy, I'm going to look at local acting school. I'm going to read books on uh, methods of acting. I'm going to watch YouTube videos about Pacino. I'm going to reach out and look at a local agent. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go audition as many things as I possibly can to get my name out there. But if you just keep thinking, Oscar, or you just keep thinking, Marathon, or you just keep thinking, Six Pack, and thinking you're going to be happy when you hit those things, you're wrong because the, the real joy comes in progress. You know, progress equals happiness. So if you keep progressing day by day and improving on yesterday by 1%, that's going to get you a damn sight closer towards the end goal and falling in love with that process rather than falling in love with the prize at the end because it's never what you think it's going to be. So I would just always say, focus on one thing, build 1%, be patient, work hard, 
set goals and just do it. Just do it. Yes. Perfect. All right. Well, where can anybody find you or the rest of the A-team and connect and learn more? Sure. So my Instagram is asmith underscore coaching. Um, my other one is A Game Consultancy. That's also on Instagram. We've got a great Facebook group called Bring Your A Game. And we've got a website as well, which is agameconsultancy.com and a YouTube channel, which is under Bring Your A Game. So yeah, all around the A game, basically. But um, <laughs> just type in A game and you might be all right. But yeah, it's um, our Facebook group is probably the best bet because it's a like-minded community full of about 600 members or something like that. It's just all positive vibes, all people that want to take themselves to that next level. So if you want to be part of that community, please join it and we'll go from there. Yes, I will definitely put that in the show notes. Well, thank awesome. you so much for your time today. That was amazing. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> And that is it for this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. It truly does mean the world to me. If you're feeling super generous and want to spread the word about this podcast, it really does make a difference. If you want to follow us on social media, follow us on Instagram at Quest for New Inspiration or on Twitter at New Inspiration Pod. I hope you guys have an amazing day.